Welcome to the show, folks. This is Wrestling Changed My Life. Here we go. Right when you're around the guys and you're kind of experiencing the relationships and cutting up and all those things. But when you leave the sport and when you're done and when all your, you know, your, your eligibility is, is white clean, that's when you'll look back and you'll say, man, like, I, you know, I, I obviously like you accomplish some things in the sport um, and, and you want to, you know, you have these high goals and, and all these things and you want to accomplish those things. But it's really, it's really some of those things that you'll look back on and you'll say, man, I, I'm so appreciative. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Welcome back to the Wrestling Change of My Life podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Monday to you. We got Hunter Gamble on the show. He's the assistant coach at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Go Mox! As an athlete, Hunter was a two-time NCAA qualifier, and he's a product of the Compound Wrestling School down in the ATL. Enjoyed getting a little Southern flair on the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Fan of the week goes to my man, Joe Fink. Joe, I really appreciate the kind words sent over email. Keep on listening, baby. Hope you're having a great day. Last but not least, if you want to support this podcast, go to store.wrestlingchangemylife.com. Again, that's store.wrestlingchangemylife.com. We have podcast t-shirts. We got the hoodie. We got the crew. Some stickers. Got it all in there, folks. All proceeds go to support this wonderful podcast. So thank you all for listening. And let's get to the interview with Hunter Gamble. Peace! Coach Gamble, how you doing, my friend? I'm great, man. How's it going? Awesome. It's great to have you. I was just, uh, for the folks who are listening and not watching... Coach Gamble is the associate or the assistant coach or the associate head coach? Uh, assistant coach. Assistant so coach two, at two, UTC. Two. Yeah. University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. And I have a, a UTC uh, hoodie on myself here. There's a funny story that goes be, uh, goes behind that. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But, man, introduce yourself to the listeners, my friend. How, how long you been at the program? And uh, and what was your what was your background before you got there? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm originally from Georgia. So, um, you know, close to this area, you know, my, my hometown is probably two and a half hours away from Chattanooga. So, um, just South of Atlanta, um, grew up wrestling in McDonough, Georgia, um, wrestled at compound, which is pretty, pretty well-known club in Georgia. So I was one of the, one of the first guys coming, coming through that club, um, wrestled at Gardner Webb was a Southern conference champ. Um, actually, I was actually the first Southern Conference champ in our school's history, which was something I can always uh, kind of hang my hat true on. True freshman, right? Out the gate swinging. Yeah, true freshman. Wrestling, was wrestling in the Georgia State Tournament, um, and then a year later uh, won, won the Southern Conference Tournament. So um, pretty cool, pretty cool little thing. Uh, you know, I, I got a lot better my freshman year. Um, one, you know, one SOCONs. I got, the, I got my little bracket back there. It's a uh, – <clears throat> old old 2013 bracket. So hopefully Respect. our guys can, you know, get some of these and hopefully get some four-time champs in here pretty soon. You know, I, I know that's, that's kind of the, the big thing for us is, is, is hitting the recruiting trail. But, um, but no, as far as me, man, yeah, I was a true freshman qualified for the national tournament. Um, was a, was a two-time qualifier. Um, yep. And uh, how'd you get to UTC the first time? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, being in the conference at Gardner Webb, we, we always wrestled UTC. I was recruited here a little bit. 
um, just when Coach Esslinger was coming through, and uh, he, it was kind of the beginning of his tenure here. So um, he, uh, you know, we just kind of stayed in contact. Uh, I, you know, Heath was always a great guy to me, and um, you know, I, I think he appreciated the way I competed, and yeah, um, we we just kind of stay in contact and. Um, right after the season, actually during kind of during the season, my senior year, I was reaching out to some coaches. I just knew I knew a couple things. I, I wanted to at least try coaching um, and I, I knew I wanted to, to get my secondary degree. So I knew I wanted to try to get my MBA somewhere. Yep. Um, so that was that was huge for me was was getting to a program where <clears throat> I could have an impact and then also, you know, help me get that secondary degree that I've kind of always wanted. So. Um, you know, talked to a few coaches, but really came down to, um, you know, Heath, Heath presented it uh, in, in a great way. And I was able to you know, train and, and help some, some really bigger guys uh, and, and some high level guys like Scotty Boykin and Bryce Carr, who were, you know, ranked top 15 in the country at 184 and 97 um, that the, the season that I came in. So it was great for me to have an impact right away on those guys. And then I was able to get my MBA in two years. So um, nice. it was, it was just awesome. Um, getting here to, to Chattanooga, you know, I've been here a couple of times for the scuffle, which, you know, awesome tournament, probably the coolest tournament most resembles the national tournament to me, but. Um, I know it took yeah. the, took the throne from my Midlands tournament, man. I'm a, I'm an Illinois man and growing up the Midlands was the crescendo, but Definitely the Southern Scuffles up there, if not the. Well, just to me, and, and when it came from Greensboro to Chattanooga, you know, now we have it in McKenzie Arena, which McKenzie, if you've ever been here, I don't know if you've ever been, but. I have. They, Recruiting trip. I got to tell you this story at some point. But yeah, I've been oh, down yeah. there, man. Okay, I'll, I'll let you tell me the story. But Dude. McKenzie, the, the arena, it's it's like a miniature, you know, Scott Trade Center or, or, or you know, whatever, Quicken Loans Arena or wherever yeah. you wrestle the national tournament, whichever year. It's like a mini, and it seats 11,000 people, right? So it's it's, it really gives you that small, like, you feel like you're at the national tournament. Um, and, and the level obviously of wrestling is pretty awesome. I love the aspect that red shirts and stuff like that can compete at the tournament. So, um, but I had been here, like I said, I'd been here for the scuffle a couple of times. So I've kind of seen the city, but I never really got to experience it, it, it until I moved here. And it's just, to me, it's the coolest city. I love being able to live here. And that was part of what got me back into coming back here. So I guess I'll wrap it up with saying, you know, I, I did two years here, was doing some stuff. I, I worked for a, a healthcare technology company. I was doing finance for a while. Um, so, you know, completely different world, but man, just something in me just, it was telling me to, to, to get back into wrestling. And, you know, I have a lot of great relationships with guys on the team. So that was what was a huge part of getting me back here. And um, man, I'm just, I'm so excited and blessed to work with these guys, you know, even with the the crazy circumstances we got going on right now. So it's, it's Man, just like, it's cool to hear that you're back there because, you know, a lot of people who leave, you know, they get a taste of the business world. A lot of times, you know, the financial aspect is, is there, uh, even though the love may not be there. So as a, yeah. you know, a, a young professional like yourself, you know, like you and I, sometimes that's appealing. So you, you came on back and I, I just listened to you on uh, home at advantage this morning. And so I know that you listened to the Mike McMullen episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this. So when Mike was at Penn, he was getting his graduate degree and he thought it was going to be more of a GA role, but it was really a full time gig. So your first two years at UTC, were you more like the GA workout guy or were you also getting involved in some other stuff? And how is it different from yeah. what you're doing now? So that's a great question. So my first year, I was technically the volunteer assistant. Right. Yeah. So I couldn't do any recruiting. Um, I could be in the corner and I could do all, you know, a everything that a volunteer could do. Okay. Um, no recruiting though. Could not recruit. You can't, okay. you can only have three, three paid assistant or two, two paid assistants. And then the head coach that are technically allowed to recruit. So um, I couldn't recruit. It was, it was coach Esslinger, uh, coach Dave Hoffman, who is now uh, back at, back in Pennsylvania. He coaches at the Hill school and then uh, coach Nick Brissetta, who's at Maryland now. Um, oh. And so they were the, they were the, the head coach and the two assistants. And then I was the volunteer. Um, and it was more, of, it was a lot of workout because I mean, really a lot of my job was, I mean, obviously I was, I was coaching a, a lot of different athletes, but I was wrestling with Bryce Scotty and Connor Tolly, who was our heavyweight, which, you know, it, it, it was a grind, man. I, I was wrestling almost every single day. Um, it was hard on my body, but I, I feel like that year at me as a coach and as a wrestler, I was able to kind of sit back and learn from Nick and Dave and Heath and learn a lot about 
being a, a, a division one, he, uh, not, he, not head coach, but being a division one assistant. And um, next, the next year is when coach Rochelle came in, coach Hoffman left, coach Rochelle was the head coach. And then Nick and I were the two assistants. So I was then bumped up to one of the assistant roles my second year. So it was recruiting everything that, that goes into that. Um, Big difference yeah, between the two? Major difference, right? So huge. Um, I, I did a lot less wrestling, I would say, um, my, my second year. And not, not because, I mean, I, I wrestled all the time, but just the amount of wrestling that I did my first year really couldn't compare. Um, and then a lot of, a lot of uh, office, a lot more office uh, responsibilities, right? So um, recruiting was a big thing. I know Coach Brissetta, um was, was more in charge of, of the recruiting side of things. And now I'm being kind of thrusted into that role which I'm super excited about. You know, I, I love recruiting. I love the aspect of being able to um, have relationships with a lot of these guys, especially in this area, yeah. um, which I know a lot about. You know, I, I got a ton of great relationships down in this area. So trying to get the best kids that are, that, you know, that are in this area. And here, sorry, I got a call. All good. All let, good. Me, uh, let me find that really quick. Um, you know, I have a lot of guys in this area that I, um, that, that I know great coaches, great relationships. So um, it's just awesome. I'm, I'm so glad to be in this role. And now I even do probably less wrestling, um, but, you know, obviously still get on the mat. I mean, we're all young, right? Kyle, I think, I don't know. I think, I think Kyle's like 32 or 33 something. Yeah. And TJ is my age. He's 27. I'm 27. So we all, I mean, we get in there and scrap with our guys. So it's great. You know, it's, we're all able to, to wrestle still and, and we're in great shape. I know TJ's coming back from a knee surgery, but still. Um, I mean, the South is, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm from Illinois my whole life. Don't know a lot about the South, yeah. but I mean, you're from Georgia for the, for folks who are listening or from uh, some of the Northern States, let's just start with the basics in Georgia. Are the Falcons or the Bulldogs bigger? The Bulldogs, man. By um, far. I mean, I would say so. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I think honestly, the Falcons have just ripped Atlanta fans' hearts out so many times. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And even, I mean, this weekend was just an example of that. I don't know. I mean, up 17 to zero on the Bucks and can't close it out. Right. So um, <laughs> Tom Brady, Tom Brady gets them again, but I, um, it's, it's hard for me to say, I, I probably am, a, I probably lean a little more, more towards the Bulldogs just, because college college football is a whole lot bigger in the South, right? Um, right. Than, than than pro football is, and I feel like it's reversed when you when you kind of the further up north you get. I know you know when you start talking about the Giants and the Patriots and huge fan bases, Eagles, yeah. right? All those all those teams have huge fan bases, and not as much on the college side. But I'll tell you what, people people go crazy about college rivalries down here. The the dogs are uh, definitely the you know the tide. Auburn, all the, all the SEC schools, uh, football's huge. So that's the I'll, good I'll, old boys club right there. That's yeah, the, they don't yeah. play in the South like that. Like you said, I mean, up here it's bears Packers. I mean, yep. big 10 football's big, but I mean, Illinois yeah. sucks, but I'm just trying to let people know who aren't, you know, maybe familiar with that area, like Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, yeah. South Carolina, you know, traditionally college football country, but the wrestling's really picking up doing part to our friends, Cliff Fretwell, Lee Roper. I mean, yeah. those two, both have been on the podcast. Incredible guys, man. Could you think yeah, of two so more those, different guys, though? Say it again. They're very different, though, in their approach. So different. So different. So those are both my coaches, uh, my club coaches growing up. I, I, I know you said you listened to Home Mat Advantage. Yeah. So, you know, Cliff was coaching me when I was in, like, seventh grade. Um, we're doing, you know, we had to roll out mats at Henry County Middle School, you know, just, just kind of janky gym I mean it was it was kind of nasty honestly um but and then now you know he's got this big club you know this big clothing brand that he's got now it's crazy to see how far it's come from from where we were competing and where we were practicing so um it's been a it's been a long journey for compound and GNWA and kind of all of you know what Cliff started and and then Lee obviously hopping on board and helping you know coach me for three four years in high school and then him moving on to Northern Iowa, um, man, they've had a huge impact on me and, and just my love for the sport. And um, I think, you know, I definitely wouldn't be a college wrestling coach if it wasn't for those two guys. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, and hopefully, you know, 
hopefully I'm competing with Lee soon. And, you know, we're in, you know, opposite wrestlers corner at the national tournament and stuff like that. So I think, I think that's pretty exciting, you know, and um, obviously, like I said, they've been great role models for me and um, I'll always cherish that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been good that they've definitely helped build that. Now you've got clubs all over Georgia. These high schools are awesome now, man. You've got legitimate, like, high school teams that can compete nationwide. Um, when you look at Woodland and Woodward and those schools, man, they can wrestle with some of the best teams in the country and they have, you know, national caliber guys all throughout their lineup. Um, it's amazing yeah. that those guys just started, let's call it mid two thousands. And then now one yeah. of them's a division one coach. The other one has a facility that's in immaculate, you know, yeah. cliffs, cliffs building. And for those of you who don't follow it, check out compound wrestling, on the, on the social networks, Cliff Fretwell runs it now. And Lee Roper uh, used to be, I guess, part owner, part coach, but he's at, yeah, he was part of, I don't, I don't, you know, I know, you know, Roper, Roper was part owner. I think, I think he was part owner, part coach. Um, and Cliff, you know, Cliff has a lot more, you know, business aspirations. Yeah. Whereas, you know, not that, not that Lee is more on the wrestling side than Cliff is. Cliff has a huge passion for the sport. Um, it's just, I think Lee more so was like, Hey, I'm a wrestling coach till the day I die. And, you know, Cliff, Cliff is a businessman, you know, I mean, he loves wrestling, but he's trying to, he's trying to make money too. So, um, you know, his clothing company is crushing it. They do a great job. Um, they actually, you know, they made our RTC sweatshirts. That um, sweatshirt is fantastic, by the way, dude. Thank That's you, man. Incredible. Champion, Champion makes great gear and, you know, um, he, he helped us design, you know, kind of design this logo and design this stuff. And, um, we, we love our RTC gear and, and, you know, pretty much, pretty much I, I've been wearing compound clothing for, <laughs> for years <laughs> now. So, um, you know, it's, it's part of like my wardrobe is compound clothing, whether it's practice gear or whatever. So, uh, yeah, well, they, dude, they're, they're great. Cliff was on, on the show way back like even before we had proper mics and stuff. So I'm due yeah. for a re-interview with him, but I'll link in the show notes to those interviews with Lee Roper and Cliff Fretwell. Whenever I think of Cliff Fretwell, Fretwell I just think of hustling. Man's just grinding out there, just hustling. He's, he's, I saw him at an Iowa duel this year. We were walking, I was walking around. He's like, Hey Warner. I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? It's like the middle of, it was the middle of he February. Knows he's, he's there. Yeah. Everywhere. There. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things I was excited to ask you about, Actually, before we get to this serious question, I got to know, how long did the Conor McGregor Halloween costume take? That was impressive, dude. It took a while, man. I'm a big McGregor fan. Same, um, same. I, I love him. McGregor fan. I know he's got his flaws, man. And, and, and you know, he's he's mm. made he's made tons of mistakes just like anybody. Um, but I'm still a big fan, will continually be a big fan. It took, it took a little bit. I had to kind of piece things together here and there. Um, probably paid a little too much for the fake tattoos, <laughs> but uh, got it done professionally. No, 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 oh. no, they were fake. They were just like online, you know, you oh. order somewhere. It was like a set pack or whatever. Fantastic. But, but uh, no, it was good, man. It, and it, I, uh, that's probably best, best Halloween costume I've, I've, uh, I've ever had. It was, uh, it, it did take a while though. You know, I had to pee. I bought something from here to, you know, got, I bought the cheetah shoes from somewhere to, you know, have those on. So fantastic. Uh, yeah. No. Have you watched the documentary notorious on Netflix yet? Yeah. I watched, I I've only seen it once. Um, so, you know, I, I probably don't remember some of the details that, you know, so if you ask me about it, I might not remember, but it's worth I a rewatch. It's all. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to, I need to watch it again. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. I'm excited just to, to watch him fight again in January. Me too, man. Anytime I see a McGregor fan, I mean, he brought, brought me back into MMA. I was a fan, yeah. but like I was, it was like 2015. I must've been at a bar somewhere. I looked up like, who was this crazy dude with like, I think it was like cornrows at the time. And then he just yeah. started lighting people up. And I just, I was an obsessed with McGregor. And well, when Chael Sonnen competed, I was a big Chael Sonnen. I, not as my, you know, I'm not crazy about Chael anymore. I mean, he's obviously, obviously he's not competing, but yeah. I used to listen to and watch a lot of the stuff that he did. But when he was, when he was coming up, he was the original trash talker. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he really was like, he was the original guy to start like, you know, almost like WWE type of trash talk where, you are, I mean, you're, you're, you're cutting promos. I mean, no, most people didn't do that. They fought and, you know, it was, it was honor and dignity and all these great things, which are cool. You know, I'm not, I'm not hating on that, but 
you know, I, I like some drama. Um, I, I like, I like when guys trash talk mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I think Chael kind of, he brought that into the fold and McGregor took it and had his own style on it and absolutely ran with it and became a, a you know, a superstar. I mean, he, he became probably, he's, he's the UFC's biggest star um, of all time. So, I mean, yeah. he, he took it and ran with that style of trash talk and really uh, made it his own. So he's, he's awesome. Anytime I see a McGregor fan, I gotta, I gotta share some, share yeah. some, uh, some Let's talk on that. But no, the, one of the things I want to ask you was, so you get your, your MBA, right? You're yeah. in this awesome environment and then you have to go out in the real world. Did you want to go or did you, like when you left UTC, yeah. did you want to go in the business world? Do you want to stay coaching? Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was purely, it was purely my decision. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't enjoy coaching. I, I loved it. I mean, I love when I was here that, that, that second year, um, the first year was tough, man. I was wrestling a lot. Like I said, I, I don't know if, um, I, I, I wrestled just as much, if not more my first year than I did when I was competing. Um, so it, it was a lot. And I was wrestling, I'm telling you, I'm rest, I was wrestling some of the best kids, you know, you're talking about Bryce Carr, the guy behind me who, man, um, he, he was, you know, he was in the blood round, loses to Max Dean in the blood round and really, I mean, was up five, six, two in the first period had, you know, one of the things that kind of keeps me up at night, but well, you know, really had it, had the match, at least in our, you know, in our envision and what, what we saw and, you know, kind of got ridden out got a little tired and ended up, you know, losing the match. But a guy that could compete with the best guys in the country has some of the best wins in the country um, and wrestling him and Scotty, who also Scotty's another guy, right? Like he's at I mean, Cornell, right? Yeah. He's at Cornell now. I mean, when he, when his senior year is the same year that Cornell took third, I mean, he tech fall that guy mm -hmm. um, that year. And then he beat Jacob Holschlag that year who took fifth, like, you know, he just didn't put it together at a national tournament, but like, for my money, I mean, he's right there with those guys, you know? And so it's just sometimes that's a, that's that a tough day of work. Those guys. It is same day, beat both of those guys. And, you know, it's tough. That's if, if, if you're not wrestling like that on that day or, or on those three days at the national tournament, you know, it might not happen that way. So um, it's just a whole different beast in its own. Um, but man, wrestling those guys, I'll tell you what, it got me a lot better as a wrestler and as a coach, but um, back to your question, it was my decision. Um, I just felt like, you know, I, I've been, I've been wrestling for so long um, and I've been in it and I wanted to try something else. Um, and, you know, I, I had parts of it that I enjoyed, um, but really I was always kind of searching for that outlet back in wrestling. Um, I was working with Cliff a little bit at Compound. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a North location that I was helping out at. And then I was helping at Level Up, which is another club in Georgia, which is awesome. They've got some studs over there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and then... It's hard going to work around normal people though, all day, you know, where you're not around fellow yeah. savages. Yeah, I mean, well, savages that, in the best just way. Our staff, you know, we cut up a lot. We make a lot of jokes and stuff. And, yeah. you know, you kind of lose that outlet a little bit, right? Um, being in the corporate world and kind of... Um, it's, you know, where we cut up a lot, it's more of like, oh, how's the weather, you know, and how's, you know, how was your weekend and every week? And, you know, it's kind of, I mean, you listen, you get it. it yeah. It's more of that. It's more of that uh, corporate talk. And, and, um, you know, it's awesome for you. You have this outlet, you know, in your, in your life. Um, well, luckily I work remote and so I used to be in the office every day. So I've been remote for three yeah. years and you don't, you know, you could just do your own thing, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with going in the office. I just, you know, once in a while you're around some athletes and you could, it doesn't have to be athletes, but just people who are, you know, you can, you can talk shit with and not get in trouble. You know, that's the yeah. biggest thing and just be yourself. So um, yeah, you're right though. I mean, I, I'm still in it now and it's, it's um, you're grateful for the time you get to yuck it up with, with wrestlers or anyone who's just striving to do something outside the normal, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, that's a large part of what, you know, I, my, and I tell the guys this all the time, man, but I was like, Guys, the times you'll enjoy the most is, is, you know, kind of those times where you're maybe not feeling great or you're on a road trip that's a little long, but like you'll experience some things in those road trips and the things that you have, the, the relationships you have with guys on the team that they don't seem, those times don't seem very special in the moment, right? When you're around the guys and you're kind of experiencing the relationships and cutting up and all those things. But 
when you leave the sport and when you're done and when all your, you know, your, your eligibility is, is white clean, that's when you'll look back and you'll say, man, like, I, you know, I, I obviously like you accomplish some things in the sport um, and, and you want to, you know, you have these high goals and, and all these things and you want to accomplish those things. But it's really, it's really some of those things that you'll look back on and you'll say, man, I, I'm so appreciative for those just kind of weird times that I had with guys, whether it's yeah. on the bus or on trips and stuff like that. And that's what I've noticed in my life. Um, you know, one of my best friends that I have is, 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 is from Gardner Webb, just, you know, met through wrestling. And if it wasn't for this sport, we would have never met, right. We would have never met. And I was the best man in his wedding. Right. So it's like, you look at some of those things, it's kind of priceless, you know, the bond that this, that this sport creates. So yeah. um, it's, it's really cool. And I try to, I try to get our guys to appreciate that and be a little more grateful for, you know, maybe, maybe some things suck every now and again, right. It's you're cutting weight and you're on a road trip. It's a long road trip, but like you, you will look back and you'll, you'll be, you'll be pretty appreciative for those times and, and you'll kind of want them back and you'll cherish them a little bit more when you, when you don't have them. So um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So how, so you're, you're, you're working a, you know, corporate job, finance yeah. job and you're, you know, you're, you're have a, I'm sure you're, you would have had a great career trajectory if you would have stayed, but how, you know, so how did this opportunity come about here? Was it like this summer you started getting calls or was it just this fall recently? Um, it was, just, it was over the summer. Um, and there were a couple other, you know, things I had entertained, you know, a couple other opportunities that I, that I had reached out to, or they had reached out to me and, and just kind of, um, you know, seeing what was out there. I, I, I kind of realized over the summer, like I, I really am missing being back, you know, being, I, I just was like, man, it's my calling. I, I, I know, like, I've now seen the other side of it. And, um, not, not that, not that like, I, 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 like I told you when I left, I knew I loved it, but I, I just don't think I really truly understood what it meant to me and how, how important it was to me to, to be doing this and, mm -hmm. and realized, Hey, this is kind of what I want to do for, for, you know, as long as it, it'll have me, as long as the sport will have me. Um, so yeah, this summer, you know, was exploring some other opportunities and, um, you know, coach, coach, uh, coach Rochelle called me, uh, during the fall time and, um, you know, we were talking about some other things and, and it came up and I just, you know, I told him like, look, man, I, I don't know if, if you guys are, uh, I, I, I heard the position was available and I was like, listen, I'm ready to get back in. I know, you know, Kyle and I have a great relationship. And, um, even after we were, even after I had left, you know, I left on good terms, but it was, it was all, you know, in the, it was all in the spirit of just development. Right. And I, I think I needed that step away to help me realize I loved it and also gain some other skills that in the corporate world that I think is going to help me in oh, this role a lot more. Right. No you question. Skills. Um, so like the skills that I've learned priceless that I've been able to learn and, and now I can use in this role. Um, even though I had limited experience, right. It's still, it'll still help me. So, um, yeah. Just getting back and being away from it is that you just, the gratitude you have for it just through the absolutely. roof, you know? No, absolutely. And so I, 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 I think, what is it? The, it's the, the 21st. So about a month and a half ago, I joined on and, um, just been hitting the ground running. You know, we start competing. Um, we, our first match is January 2nd. And just been doing a lot of recruiting, a lot of stuff like that. Um, trying to, you know, we, we got to hit the ground running with this junior and senior class. We got to really, you know, get buckled down and we're trying to get the best guys in this area. That's our goal, man. We want to, we want to secure this area. And, um, you know, I think there's enough talent down here and I'm really passionate about getting this talent and staying home. And it's the closest program to Georgia, um, which, you know, there isn't a division one program in Georgia, so it's the closest one and I want them all to stay here. So that's home. That's like, you're, uh, you know, pardon the pun, the home mat there for you guys is Georgia. You know, exactly, I think exactly. is Saudi Daisy still rolling, rolling down there. Not as much, not as much. Saudi Daisy used to be, you know, they used to be really good. Um, there's some excellent programs in Chattanooga. Um, the Baylor school, Macaulay, yeah. Um, Cleveland, all great high school programs. Um, and they've just, they, they continually pump out great talent and send kids off, um, to division one programs. So we're kind of grateful to be in like a, it's like a, I almost call it, it's like a miniature hotbed, right? Like, I mean, it's crazy. You wouldn't imagine it, but everybody in Chattanooga, you go out, like I, I went out for brunch a couple weekends ago and like saw like two or three people that I knew from the sport. And I'm like, 
this is crazy. You know, like it's just everybody in the city. Like, I feel like every time I'm going somewhere, like I know somebody that has, you know, something to do with wrestling. Like they know someone or they're involved in the sport some way or another. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool to, to be in a city that kind of has like a, a smaller, but you know, it's still, it's still like you, you feel this like wrestling tradition, uh, amongst yeah. the city. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So all those high schools you just mentioned, those are private schools in Chattanooga. Two of them. So Baylor and Macaulay are in Chattanooga. Um, and they are both private schools. Cleveland is not a private school, at least to my knowledge. Um, but Cleveland's probably about 45 minutes away from Chattanooga. So, um, Got it. But it's still, you know, kind of in this, it's kind of out, you know, out, out there. So it's still kind of in this area. Um, so yeah, there's, you know, a bunch of great high school wrestling. And then, you know, we're, we were, you know, looking to become that premier program in the South. So would you say the best wrestling in Tennessee is Chattanooga area or is there other big, big cities that have hotbeds? To me, um, to like me, Nashville or Memphis, just, just based on Baylor and Macaulay, I mean, because if you'll look at like national preps and, and, you know, they, they both wrestle in national preps. I mean, you look at some of the yeah. guys, obviously I can't, can't like name a bunch of names, but yeah. you look at the guys that come out of there and like the guys that are in high school currently, you know, there's nationally ranked guys. Um, all, you know, you could go through and look at, at, at the guys from Tennessee and kind of where they reside. And most of them are in this area. Yep. Um, you know, the, the, the great thing, of, I was gonna say the great thing about Chattanooga though, is that, the city's badass. Like it's a great city. Dude, it's, it's the best city. I mean, yeah. I, like it's small, right? It's not a huge city. Um, but like I, for my money, like I, I like, I like a smaller city, right? Mm -hmm. I like, you don't get caught up in as much traffic. Um, there's not as much just kind of craziness going on. Um, but for my money, you know, I, 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 I was living in Atlanta for a while. Um, and I, I like Atlanta. Like it'll always be a home to me, but um, it's just so vast and so big. There's so much urban sprawl, whereas Chattanooga is just kind of, it's tucked between two mountains and there it is, you know, like those, there's the two mountains. And, and that's the, also the cool thing. You've got all this outdoor scenery that's like, mm -hmm. man, it's awesome. And like, when you live here, it's hard to explain. Right. But once you live here for a while, you really like appreciate, holy, you're like, wow, Chattanooga is awesome. Like I, I want to continually live there. And that's why we, we have a ton of our guys that stay here, you know, when they're done, they, they stay in Chattanooga cause it's awesome. That's the cool part about the family you have. If all those guys are sticking around, think about yeah. all those college wrestlers that are helping out at the clubs or the high schools in the area after they're done. Yeah. We got, you know, a couple of guys that have come through our program or helping out at high schools and stuff. And um, our volunteer assistant just graduated last year. Um, Rodney Jones was national qualifier when I was here. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's great guys just love, they, they love the area. They want to stick around and, um, it's what makes Chattanooga pretty, pretty, uh, unique and awesome. Now I know you're, you're coaching now and you're, you're a busy man. Fill us in on your daily routine as a, an assistant college coach. What does that look like? All the things yeah. you're doing. Yeah. So typically, um, you know, we're, we're, we just went on break. So right now we're, we're, we're kind of, um, trying to, we're, we're trying to give our guys some time off and, 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 you know, go see their family and be safe, you know, in, in this time, right. Um, try to, you know, make sure they're social distancing and wearing a mask and doing all the, all the proper protocols that, um, that, that we have in place when we're here. Um, so right now we're on break, but uh, a, a typical, you know, and like I said, we're about to start competing, but typically what it's been is um, we, we get up in the morning and lift um, at, at eight o'clock. So they're not up super early, but they're up early enough to where, you know, it's given them, it's given their body that they're feeling like they're getting up to wrestle in the morning or compete mm -hmm. in the morning, um, which is what you're going to do at the national tournament. So um, they're waking up early. We're lifting three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we lift with our guys. So, um, you know, we're, we're in there competing with them, getting better, making sure our bodies are staying in shape. Um, as well. So for me, wake up eight o'clock or I'll, I'll wake up about six 30, lift at eight. Um, and then we're coming in here with shower. We have meetings, whether it's, you know, we're talking about scheduling, recruiting. We, we typically do that around 10 o'clock. We'll meet um, and discuss kind of what, what we're doing for the day or, you know, what, what we're doing for the week. Um, so we have different days where we have different topics. So we'll discuss recruiting one day and we'll kind of go down the list and, and, and discuss the different things, whether it's scheduling, you know, scheduling's done now, but back when it was, you know, trying to figure out 
all the COVID things that we had to get done, the guidelines to go to certain places and the scheduling. Right. So, um, you know, that's, that's what it is right now. And then, um, we were split practices due to COVID. Um, so what does that mean? So, uh, we don't want all of our guys in the room at the same time so we can have adequate social distancing. Um, and so we, uh, we've been split practices, so we'll have a practice at one 30 and then three 30. So we're in the room a lot right now. Um, because of that, typically we, typically we aren't where, you know, we're doing one practices or one practices. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing one practice, um, at, at around three 30. Um, so it, it takes away from some of the stuff we do in the office typically, but, um, you know, you got to make it up, whether it's, you know, you're, you're making extra recruit, rec- recruiting calls in the evening or you're doing stuff in the evening. I know like we do a lot of our zoom calls and stuff like that in the evening. Um, and that's, that's normally a typical day. I mean, it's a um, long day. There's a lot going on. You, know, you don't realize it, it is, man, but you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it comes in waves, right. During the season, that's kind of, that's kind of what you expect. Um, and in this odd season, um, you know, the competition schedule is only two months, two and a half months. So, yeah. you know, really, and truly like we're going to be on the road for two months and then that's, that's it, you know? So, um, we just got to make sure that we're staying healthy and doing the correct things we need to do to keep our guys wrestling. Cause, um, you know, it's, it, again, it's going to be, a, a, our guys got to be grateful for that opportunity. Some guys aren't able to wrestle this year and which, which sucks. It does. Um, but they got to be grateful that they're, they actually have that opportunity this year. Um, but we, you know, we got to be doing the right things to make sure we can stay on the mat. So right. making sure we're staying on the, on our COVID guidelines and doing the right things so we can, you know, we can have our guys out there wrestling. The split practices, it's a cool idea so you can keep going, but it's gotta be tough on the team, not getting all the guys together in there. It's tough, man. Yeah, it is. You know, I, you know, if, if you've ever, obviously you've been in wrestling practices, the more guys in kind of like a smaller space, it, it does get crowded, but you can feel more of the energy um, in the yeah. room. Um, and, and when you have less guys, there's kind of less energy. So, um, you know, it's, ha- it's, it, it's really having us, you know, kind of, we have to kind of evaluate practices a little bit differently, I think, and at least from my standpoint, because I feel that energy a little bit less than when I typically would when we have a full group in there. Um, right. And, you know, there's some other guidelines COVID wise that we have to do that kind of, you know, it's not, it's not just that. Um, but, you know, that's, that's a part of where we're at right now. And hopefully, you know, this is the only season we have to do that and, and uh, we can kind of move on and what, what, you know, whether it be this vaccine that kind of helps us or we're able to, you know, get some sort of immunity. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how, how, how all of it works, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, I'm no doctor, but I, I, I know that, um, you know, hopefully I'm just, I'm just, hoping that this is the only season we'll have to kind of deal with that some sort of stuff. So. Amen, man. Now I just want to ask one thing about the RTC. So yeah. um, are you guys getting our high schoolers still coming in for that? Or is that all shut down right now? So um, we haven't been, but it, high schoolers can't come into the RTC during their high school season. Got it. Um, or, or it may be during our college. I, I have to, I, I know they're not allowed to come in during like, I think it actually may be our college season. So it may be October 10th through the national tournament. Um, so whether, when, when we are allowed to start official practice, I, that high schoolers aren't allowed at RTC practices. So, you know, when March kicks back up, if we, if we don't have as many guidelines and, and we're able to kind of do some of those things and stay healthy, then we will, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have those guys back in and, and, and training at our RTC. But right now, that they, they wouldn't be able to anyways. So, um, gotcha. yeah, and that has nothing to do with COVID. That's just, you know, you're not allowed to do that. So, Recruiting. um, yeah, it's just, you know, they're trying to, and I, I get it. I mean, you know, it, I don't think high school kids should be in a college room year round anyway. So, right. you know, it allows them to go to their practices and, um, you know, some of those recruiting guidelines and violations that, you, you know, you kind of have to get past. One thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, tell me a little bit about Coach Rochelle. I was looking, uh, yeah, I knew knew the name and was looking through some of the brackets and obviously he had a great career. He was in some loaded weights his junior and senior yeah. year with freaking like Metcalf, Molinaro. Yeah. Um, but dude, uh, yeah, so tell me about him a little bit. What what drew you back to, to working with him? Yeah, so Kyle and I met probably two years ago when he, he, was, he was coming on board to be 
one of the other assistants with coach, with coach Persetta. And then coach Esslinger left like two months after Kyle was hired. So um, he, he, you know, retired from what he was doing and went on to working with FCA wrestling. So um, then Kyle was promoted to the head coach and then Nick and I were bumped to the two assistant coach positions. Um, so right off the bat, you know, the fact that he had the faith in me and, you know, I, I think we have, Nick and I had great relationships with guys on the team and I think Kyle recognized that. So the fact that he had the faith in, in me to, to elevate me right away um, after not really knowing each other very long, um, that spoke volume. So that, that was kind of, that was kind of a big step for me at least. Um, and then just working together, the culture we were able to build, we had like seven freshmen in the lineup our first year. And we, you know, we, we were able to win a share of the conference title, uh, as far as those go, you know, we had, wow. we had a, a ton of young guys. We were a very young team. Um, and Campbell's so it was tough. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. We beat Campbell that year. So we, we beat Campbell and we lost to app state and then, um, Campbell beat App State. So it I bet was the house was rocking when you guys beat Campbell. It was. It was in McClellan, man. It was awesome. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was one of the coolest duels I had been a part of. Um, you know, and 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 we beat them and uh, you know, we were able to that you was had a share of the title that year. Yeah, we had a share of the of, of the dual title that year. Um, and gotcha. so, you know, that's that's what we're looking to get back to. We, you know, we want to win both the tournament and the duels outright. And that's Kyle's vision. And, and then we want to be a top 20 program. You know, I think if we, if we start doing some of the things we set out to do, I think that, you know, we can definitely make that possible down here, but Kyle, man, he, 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 he's great. You know, like I said, we have a good relationship um, both on and off, both on and out of work. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we hang out outside of work, which uh, is another thing, you know, I, I, um, I'm coach Brissetta and I, we became really, really close friends. Um, and that was a big part of, you know, the reason that I enjoyed being in Chattanooga was the relationship that I have with Nick. Um, but it's very similar in the fact that, you know, Kyle and I um, hang out outside, TJ and I hang out outside of work. And um, not, not that you have to have that, but it just makes it easier to work with. Um, yeah. And so that, that was a large part of, of me getting back here. Um, I, I enjoyed working for Kyle when I was here. So um, it's, it's good, man. I, you know, he is tough. He's squirmy, man. I'll tell you, he's like, you know, he, he's, uh, he's, he's pretty funky and he, he is very good defensively, man. He fights in some, he puts you in some really strange positions. Um, and he's good. I mean, he won a Pan Am title, man. So, you know, it's, it's there. He's, he's legit. Um, I would never say it again. Is he a legger too? A leg rider? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's long like that, right? He is. He's gangly. You know, yeah. he shakes hands like this. He's so backwards, you know, like <laughs> you know, he's weird. I, I, I make fun of Kyle all the time for being a, a little, you know, and strange in the way he wrestles, but I'm, I'm very similar in that way. So um, I guess, I guess I can't make fun of him too much. Dude, I was looking through his brackets just to get ready for this. And I noticed his freshman year, he got upset by a UTC guy. It's just crazy that he's at UTC now. Has that yeah, ever come up? Yeah. He talks about that. It's pretty crazy. Um, but you know, he, uh, part of it, full he, circle. Exactly. And he came back and, um, you know, got two all Americans and, um, you know, Damn. got a title and now, you know, he's a division one head coach. So he's, he's definitely has a great career as an athlete and a coach so far. Dude, his 20, 2010 bracket. It was, uh, like Metcalf won it. I don't know if it was a Caldwell year. It might've been the Caldwell year, but then like he beat Palmer for third and fourth or no, no, one of the other that he beat Molinaire. I mean, that, yeah, that whole group of guys was like, you're talking about Olympians, world team members. He's in there, right there. scuffling yeah. with them. You know? uh, I mean, you know, MMA fighter, Lance Palmer. I mean, yeah. he's doing his thing. So Darian Caldwell, same way. So, um, it, you, I mean, you talk about really the elite level of like wrestling athletes, you know, when you think of wrestling, oh, athletes, yeah. you think, you know, of like how ridiculous Darian Caldwell and uh, Lance Palmer was. And then just the enigma that Brent Metcalf was, um, and how, how, how amazing he was. I mean, he was like, I, I, I don't know, I don't know who posted it, uh, but it was like, I don't know if it was you on Twitter. It was someone that was like, um, if you, you know, what, what wrestling stance did you try to, uh, you know, like what, what you, you try to, you try to have a certain wrestling stance for, um, for, I don't know, you, you, you watch these guys and you're like, who do you try to just impersonate wrestling stance wise? And mine was Brent Metcalf. I was like, 
hand down, you know, like stuff <laughs> like the way he would, man. I just like he was so awesome when he was coming up. And I, I remember like trying to um, tr- trying to do some of the things that he would do. And, and, and Brent Metcalf wasn't the guy that was like, right. He wasn't like some of these guys you watch and you're like, ah, I probably can't physically do that. Like right. I watch some of the things Kyle Dake does. And I'm like, I, I don't think I could do some of those things, but then I watch Brent Metcalf and I'm like, man, I can, I can do those things. I can, you know, I can hand fight really hard and shoot a, shoot a high crotch. And, uh, if, if I, I could just work on my lefty high crotch it'd be a lot better, but <laughs> that's a great point, dude. You're like, you watch Yanni. You're like, I don't even know what he's doing half the time. He's yeah, making I mean, unbelievable. You, you can't teach it. You can't, it's hard to learn. It takes feel to learn a lot of those things. And, um, seriously, you watch not, not that Brett Metcalf's skills are any less. He's oh, awesome. Not. He's amazing. Yeah. It's just the way, the style in which he competed with, I resonated with just cause I wasn't the most athletic guy and, he did a lot of things that I, you know, I, I was always, you know, watching that type of guy. And um, I, I, I like the, you know, the fiercest in which he competed with. So um, can you imagine he would have gone to Virginia Tech and stayed there? It's crazy. So that's actually funny. So on the, right here, if you look this. Uh, so this was when Coach uh, Terry Brands was here at Chattanooga and Coach Tom Brands was at Virginia Tech. Um, and they wow. wrestled, they wrestled each other here. And they had like this t-shirt made. They both signed it. So you see two signatures over here. So they both signed the t-shirt. Um, and so Terry was in Chattanooga. Tom was at uh, Virginia Tech. And obviously, you know, then, you know, that's when he was recruiting that whole class with, uh, with uh, what was it? Brent yeah, Ratcat, Metcalf. Dan LeClaire. Yeah, Slayton, and, uh, Borschel. Slayton and Borschel. Yeah, and then oh. all the guys left. So and those I were three I, I Iowa four-timers. Yes. So you, did you read three days to glory? Have you read that? I book? haven't read that one yet. No, it's so that's, that's, it's, it's about Borschel and, and Slayton and, uh, or I don't know if it's about Slayton. I, I, it's I about think it, LeClaire and Borschel. LeClaire and Borschel. Um, yeah. And so um, I read it when I was young. Um, so that this was is crazy. Uh, they all ended up there in the South. Yeah. yeah. And then they all, they all went to Virginia tech to follow Tom and then they all followed him back up to, to Iowa. So Crazy. Um, pretty crazy, but no, I couldn't, I, I can't imagine if you would have been at Virginia tech. Uh, I just, I think it would have taken away from some of the, uh, you know, the bad, bad guy, Iowa style that, you know, like that's, what's what you, and think about when you think about Iowa style, I think of like Brent Metcalf, Tony, oh. like that's, that's the two guys that come to mind. So no question. I mean, you, you talk about programs like, uh, Virginia tech, or I know you went to school in North Carolina, NC state and UNC. I mean, like, the East Coast has got some great programs, and you guys are yeah. right there, part of that. I mean, what Campbell's doing has got to be exciting. What you guys are doing is exciting. I mean, there's yeah. some awesome momentum. I mean, right the, now. the ACC right now, I mean, it's probably the strongest it's ever been with, you know, you think about Pat Pop at, at NC State and and, uh, and Coleman at UNC and what they're doing recruiting-wise, especially in this state. I mean, it kills us, right? But yeah. um, getting some of the best kids in this state, I, you know, guys that I've had relationships with going there and, and having some success. And, um, and then you think about, you know, Virginia tech and what they're doing and some of the success that they're having and then Virginia and now yeah. it, um, it's crazy. It's so tough. And now, you know, I think we, we really have three really strong programs and, and, and other programs in the SoCon are making changes as well. You know, Citadel just hired a new head coach and, um, you know, um, you know, that, that's what we need. We need success in this conference and, and we got to make our conference better. Um, and it, 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 it helps everybody. So, um, let's give you know, a quick, who all, who's all in the SoCon for wrestling just to give some love. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, the premier program, which is us. It's UTC. No, I'm just messing. <laughs> yeah, it's us. Uh, so UTC app state Campbell Gardner Webb, um, uh, Presbyterian, um, VMI, which is Virginia Military Institute, Davidson, and then Bellarmine, which is a new school. They just they just got Division One wrestling, so they are um, they're in Kentucky. So um, we'll wrestle them for the first time this year as a part of. They'll be in our conference for the first time this year, and I think Presbyterian was last year or two years ago. Um, so you know some changes to the conference. SIUE left. They were in the SoCon. They went to the Big Twelve. Got so, um, you know, definitely some, some changes amongst the conference, but now we're with, they were at seven teams. Now they're back to eight. 
Um, actually could have looked over here. All the schools are pretty much right there, except gotcha. for SIUEs on there and then um, some some other changes. But it's um, like the people listening may have never heard of some of those programs. And I knew a couple of them are new to me when I looked this morning, like Presbyterian, but it's like, yeah. listen, it's these are division one programs. It's important that we know who these programs are because what's happening in yeah. California right now breaks my heart. I mean, it's oh. one of the best high school states and programs are just crumbling and the South is putting some resources into it. So we got to show the love there. Yeah. And I think it's important to, I didn't even know about the one in Kentucky. What was it called again? Bellarmine. Bellarmine. Yeah. Yep. Jeez, that's, I mean, people got to, I got to know about stuff like that. That's, it's yeah. cool that there's that. And, and the way the NCAA qualifiers work now, how it's not just one guy going, it's better yeah. for conferences like the SOCON, right? Cause I mean, it used to be when I came down there in like 2009, it was, you got to win that thing to get out. Yeah. So that was my, right. I, I think I love the way the, the, the qualification system is now. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they do a great job with, with the system that they have now. It's, it's um, I, I think it's the best. Um, I think it'll be a little, be a lot different this year because of COVID there'll be a lack of competition. So the qualification system will be different, but in a normal year, um, I mean, my freshman year, I had to, I think it was like one of the first or second years they had it in, but I mean, I had to win conference to go Um, there was, you know, no, but then, you know, I got it. I, I took third my senior year and got an automatic bid because, you know, we had three guys ranked in the top 20 in our conference. Right. So it's like, they, they have a really great system for it now. Um, but it, um, that's better for a smaller pro like, like the, the mid major program. So it just is, I mean, yeah. And you know, it, it gives guys opportunities. Um, but it's, it's also right. And this is a big thing for us. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily prepare you for the national tournament, which I think we've got to do a better job of. And our schedule last year was brutal. Um, and not, not in a bad way, in a good yeah. way, we wrestled a lot of top tier programs, um, and we have to prepare our guys to be on the podium and, and really get, get that exposure to those high level guys. Um, so, you know, that's why we want to put together a, a top tier schedule, um, to have that, to, to have those opportunities. Um, now, I mean, we could wrestle a lot smaller schools and we could, you know, we could just wrestle our conference and, and, you know, we could do all those things and we probably have a lot better record, but are we going to be prepared for the national tournament? And, right. you know, a large, also a large part of that preparing our guys for the national tournament is the scuffle. Like I said, man, it's just the closest thing to the national tournament. It's a two day tournament. It's in an arena. Like it just gives you that national tournament vibe. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, us having that in our backyard and our guys sleeping in their own beds and then wrestling in that is pretty cool and unique. So love having that preparing our guys each year. It's awesome that it's there. And I, I sometimes I forget it's at UTC. And by yeah. the way, I heard you and Sam say this. Do the cool kids call it UT chat or is it UTC? I call it UTC, man. I, I, UTC, I you okay. can call it whatever you want. Um, UT chat, Chattanooga, Chattanooga wrestling. Um, you know, I think, I think that, uh, I, I think Chattanooga wrestling is the way we go. Um, as far as just us talking about our program. Yeah. But uh, if you're just talking about the school in general, we, just, I, you know, I've, I've always called it UTC. Um, That's what but, I thought it was. And then Sam said UT chat. I'm like, he's, he's UT the cool chat. kid. So he would know. I, well, he, you know, he's, he's one of those young, he is, he's, he is probably a way cooler than me. So I, <laughs> he, might, he might be right. I mean, honestly, if, if the cool kids are saying that, what, whatever they want to say, I don't really care as long as they, uh, as long as they want to come to school here. <laughs> Amen. And the, the cool thing is that we've seen, no matter what sport, programs can build up and gain momentum. Yeah. I know that's what you guys are doing. The fact that uh, Coach Rochelle is from Kentucky, that's got to help get some Southern yeah. blood. I mean, you guys are all, all from all that area. Yeah, we so, you know, we meet in the middle, Georgia, Kentucky, and we come down here to Tennessee. So we got to really uh, build build our team from within that area. And I think, you know, I think we're on the right track. We've got to you know, we got to, we got to go out and get land some kids, get some big commitments. And then I think, I think it'll kind of snowball from there. And we'll start kind of building, building up that tradition again of, of, of really recruiting this area heavy and, and getting some of the best guys. And then once they get here, you know, developing them and helping them achieve their dreams and their goals. So, um, but I, I really want to hear your story about. Oh your, shit. Your, yeah. Your, real quick. Yeah, yeah, so, we this. 2000, so I graduated high school, 2007, loved wrestling, but I didn't wrestle in college right away. And I was like, one-time placer, never an All-American at Fargo, solid kid. But I, I'm in JUCO for two years, going to school, coaching a high school team. And I'm like, man, I'm really getting the itch again. 
Yeah. So I, I, I called up a couple of programs and at the time it was like a couple of D three programs. And then coach Bono was at UTC and I love Chris Bono. Yeah. And so I, I cold emailed him. I'm like, yo, I've been out of it two years. I'd like to come down. I'd be a walk on. He's like, come on down. So it was a Friday night. My mom and I left our hometown at like six o'clock. I coached a dual meet. My mom and I hop in the car. We drive down to uh, Chattanooga, which is like 12 hours in the middle of oh. an ice storm. It was 12 oh. hours straight down, dude. I'm still in like my coaching polo. And we get to Chattanooga at like four in the morning. We get up the next day, go on a visit that Saturday morning. And then, and that's when we're like, dude, Chattanooga is beautiful. You oh, know? Yeah. And then we went to a dual meet. Well, you were probably definitely out of the ice storm at that point. It, we were, but like driving <laughs> down there through Kentucky, it was just power lines yeah. down. It was crazy, but oh. it was like, it was like 50 in February, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that really had me thinking about it. And then uh met coach Bono just briefly went to the dual meet. And I'm thinking, man, this arena is like a real arena. It was pretty yeah. sweet, you know, at, yeah. at, at UTC. And then I think we drove back that night, but one respect to my mom for the, the back-to-back 12 hour days a, of driving. That's a haul. Yeah. Good for good on her. Good on mama Jay. But I uh, got this, got this hoodie didn't end up going, but I really, I really just like the, the feel of the city. And yeah, I just thought it was cool that the wrestling room, is it still in the, the same building as the arena? No, it's moved over. So we, uh, there McClellan. So McKenzie is, is, uh, the big, Yep. You know, the big arena. And then we're a McClellan gymnasium. So this is where we wrestle all of our matches. Love so it. we moved our wrestling room over to where um, it's like right next to where we wrestle our matches. So our guys can, you know, wrestle there. And then it's, it's right outside from where we compete at. So kind of all in one little area, it's us. And then uh, it's, it's the volleyball team over here. So we're, we're going through some renovations right now, renovating our kind of our lounge area and our, uh, our, our cardio room. We just had a bunch of new cardio equipment donated. So um, that's going to be looking good here. Uh, in the, in the uh, new year, we're getting some new floors put down soon. So uh, I'll have to come down and do a little behind the scenes action some point. Yeah, man. Anytime. Absolutely. I, I know we don't have fans this year, but I know we'll, we'll wrestle, uh, we wrestle two home matches. Um, but you know, I I'll have some passes. So if you're ever interested, mm. you know, hop on down you know, you'll have to make the trip that you're, you know, that I'm that, flying this time. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm flying yeah. down this yeah, time. a little small airport. So it's perfect. You know, we, we, it's, it's a little baby airport, but you know, it gets the job done. They still fly the same planes down here that they fly everywhere else. So. Do a little hiking, do a little, get some good Absolutely, food in. Man. Yeah. Man. See the city. Hopefully it's still that 50 in February that, that, that you had when you came down. Be a Southern mm-hmm. gentleman before I know it. <laughs> and there you go. You'll have a Southern accent like me by the time you leave. I need one. Last question for you, coach. Yeah. I know you used to do a podcast. Are we going to get you going on the media wheels again? You going to fire up a podcast again, man. I was doing it. A li- like I told you, man, I was looking for outlets any way I could and, and, and trying to talk about wrestling with some way to, to get back in it, man. I kind of, when the pandemic hit, things kind of took a, took a little sideways turn. So I hadn't done it in forever. It's, I mean, it's been forever. Um, but, uh, I listened I just- to a couple. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it wasn't bad. You know, I was trying to get some big heavy hitters on the, on the podcast, but couldn't, couldn't ever pull through. Um, but no, I think for now, man, I'm just gonna, uh, I'll, I'll just be a guest for now, maybe one day okay. uh, or, or maybe in the summer, whenever I have some more downtime, but right now I'm full-time wrestling coach and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy doing that. I, listen, I get plenty of, I get plenty of wrestling talk now throughout the day where I don't need that outlet. Much <laughs> I don't, I don't need it. If I would do it, it would just be because, uh, you know, because I I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having some downtime, but now I get plenty of it. It's funny. You say that dude, when I started this and really picked up, it was after the 2018 worlds and I stayed up all night yeah. watching it and, <laughs> went back to work the next week and I was just feeling so lonely and like kind of depressed. I was like, God, I just want to be back in that world a little bit. Yeah. And that's when I started this. So it's funny that you started out of the same kind of, uh, same kind of like yearning to be, just be involved in some way. Exactly. And now look, I mean, it's awesome. You get to talk to, you know, guys, all, all different levels of the sport and, um, you know, you've probably learned so much just from doing it. So, yeah. um, it's really not, not only the stories, but just like the knowledge that, that these guys have, um, you know, being able to talk to them all the time, which was, has been really, has been, what well, was part of the reason I wanted to do it as well, but it was more so just another outlet, man. I was, I'm telling you what, when, 
when we weren't wrestling because of the pandemic and everything, I was like, man, I kind of need some sort of, I need some outlet to talk. And, you know, I, I started working from home and um, things were getting kind of crazy in, in, in my life. So I was like, ah, maybe I'll, I'll come back to it later. But for now, I, uh, I you were I, jonesing, huh? You needed something. I was, but now I'm, 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 I got something. So I'm, I'm, I'm good for now. Well, coach, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Really yeah. appreciate it, man. We're a fan of the UTC program and, and wish you guys nothing but the bet, nothing but the best this season as you guys get going. I appreciate it, man. And let me know anytime you want to come down, you know, if you're interested, we'd love to have you down here. So um, I appreciate you having me on and um, hopefully, you know, we have a great season and, you know, this is the last, this last COVID year. So I'm, I'm amen. We'll talk right, again bro. soon, man. Thanks, man. And all great things must come to an end. If you want to hear more from the podcast, text wrestle to five, 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 eight, eight, eight. That's wrestle to five, 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 eight, eight, eight. You can also find us on Instagram, Wrestling Changed My Life, Twitter, Ryan underscore N underscore Warner, as well as our website, WrestlingChangedMyLife.com. Take care, y'all.